You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. What up, y'all? This is Cozy Moon Podcast. My name is Shan, and I am here to deliver you all your child needs as a parent, as a caregiver, parenting, and surviving parent life this is cozy womb let's get to it welcome or welcome back okay the cozy womb topic today is for episode 15 what is child support for question mark question mark all right so as a parent of two and before i was a parent what I've seen is people take child support for, I'm going to get in your pockets. <laughs> because you have a kid with me. And I've seen child support like, I'm giving this person child support, but this kid still don't have any new shoes. This kid still doesn't have any socks. When you see the child, they're still missing things for school or they still come to you when they need stuff as far as like basics oh they don't have no lunch um on their books for school or whatever it is the basic necessities of the child are not met so i've seen it pro and con both ways child support to me as a parent is for the parent who has a child primarily the parent who has health insurance for the child coming out of their paycheck the parent who's primarily uh, takes the child or children to the doctor's appointments. A lot of males don't opt in to take a child to a doctor appointment. It's more so put on the mother or the woman to go ahead and do it. Um, I use uh, money that one of my children's fathers may give me um, to put in my child's savings account. 
or to help with child care if needed. Um, help with the child's food if they live in different homes. Like, Arya just got off of uh, formula, which is like damn near $30 a piece. Um, that's expensive. Emergencies that will affect the child that may come up. That's what I feel like child support is for. And child support needs to be consistent for prep issues. So if I have all these other responsibilities going on, I need to have a peace of mind where I don't have to worry about how am I going to get this for the child if I pay such and such bill. Meaning when you're offering to give money for a child, for a child support needs, I need to be able to count on the fact that that money is going to be here for that date so I can prepare everything else around it. Because that helps my household function, that's going to help your household function so there's no surprises, so you automatically know that that's dealt with, that has been done. That's just common courtesy. Um, Replacing clothing. I don't know about you and your kids or any kids that you are around, but kids go through clothes like nobody's business. So I have clothes for um, my kids at my house, and Ari's daddy has clothes for Ari at his house. Yes, we exchange clothes sometimes, depending on, okay, just because I bought a jacket, I'm not about to take the jacket off because she's going to your house. No, she's going to wear the jacket to your house, vice versa. So it works hand in hand, but it shouldn't be like never the case of me having X, Y, and Z here for her and then you're at your house you don't have it. You should have it. Like if I have a, a three pacifiers at my house, two for in the car, one for in the house, you should have the same. You should have a pacifier in your car just in case for some reason her pacifier is not on her. By the time you pick her up, you don't want to be halfway between my house and your house to notice, oh, she didn't get no pacifier. She back here acting a whole fool have that in the car. If I have diapers in my car and a bag for a kid, you should have diapers in the bag in your car with the kids. Like, you never know what can happen when you're taking a child from point A to point B. The only thing that you can do is prep. Um, as far as sharing-wise, uh, Ari's dad will have Ari Wednesday night, all Thursday, Friday till about 11 a.m. and then he'll bring her to me all Saturday because I work and sometimes Saturday nights he'll bring her to me or Sunday morning by like 11 a.m. he will bring her to me and then I have her Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. So my off days are Fridays and Sundays and they're always with her and her sister. Like, there's no days that I have where if I'm not working and I have an off day, I don't have my kids. Like, my kids are with me. They are a package deal. Unless I have, like, a family member that wants to keep them for me or unless I have a sitter that I hire to pay more money than the sitter I have them for during the week to keep them or if I have one of my friends that want to keep them because they don't have kids and I'm completely comfortable with them keeping them because they're responsible, that's the only way that would be like a relief for me. But for the most part, I usually have the girls all the time. Parents who um, have to do things solo versus a parent who has help. 
For example, in my house, I'm the only adult in my house, and then I have two young kids. So that means I have to do everything. I have to clean, I have to cook, I have to prepare, I have to get out the house by 6.30 a.m. By the time I get in the house of both of the girls, it's probably 10 o'clock, 10.30 p.m. at night. So Ari's dad's house is where he's not an only parent in his house. He lives with his girl and they have two kids who are teenagers. So if he can't do something or he's busy with Ari and he can't handle it at the moment, he could pass her off. I can't pass her off to nobody. So it's a lot more on me as a parent for a one-year-old versus it being a lot on him. Um, Anya's dad, I really don't mention a lot because I even have a hard time of saying Anya's dad because he does nothing that's dad-like or fatherly. Uh, he never has done anything for Anya emotionally, physically, financially. Um, this guy has been on child support for Anya since she was three months and has never paid it. So right now it's in the thousands of thousands um, and it's just stacking. Uh, we don't live in the same state. He lives in a different state, but, um, you know, he just wants to basically skate through life. And that's cool if he wants to skate through life. But if you're going to be involved in any of um, my children's lives as a father, you cannot do anything half-assed. Like, I'm not about to allow it. So he wants to basically um, see Anya through pictures and video. Skype, FaceTime, whatever, but he doesn't want to do anything for her. He loves to brag about Anya on social media, but he never wants to do anything for her as a father. Um, let's say if his, one of his friends chose to fly into Atlanta or drive to Atlanta, he'll probably come to Atlanta for a week and probably take one day to hit me up on the day of. I don't have any prep between me working two jobs and be like, I want to see Anya. Well, sir, my schedule ain't no, oh, uh, what you call it in town, so let me drop everything and get Anya together so she can look at you because that's all you're going to do. You're not going to do anything for her. Like, I'm, I'm tired of being the one to make a way or make a possibility when you're, you're doing nothing. And there is a complete divide between how he is as a non-father and how Ari's dad is as a father because he actually does meet me half of way with taking care of Ari versus Anya's father has never done anything and it has been solely my family and I supporting Anya since day one. Um, seldomly, he may email me about Anya because he's not allowed to call me because when we talk, it's kind of like he's more focused on what I'm doing, what I got going on, who I'm with, um, versus you calling to talk about a child. Therefore, I have cut off him being able to call me. Most of his numbers, when he does want to call my phone, are blocked. Um, I allow him to email me so I can send a straightforward message back. It has to have a purpose. If it doesn't have a purpose, I usually go ahead and dead that email also. Um, seldomly, he will Skype just to stare at her. Um, listening to them talk, he doesn't feel comfortable talking with her. He does, never knows what to say. I recently stopped him from doing that just because he's been promising her things and never follows through. 
And I just don't want that to hurt her feelings. I mean, she's four, but she understands. Like, she knows that he's supposed to be her dad, quote-unquote, but he acts like her sibling. So I always, when I'm talking about him, so people understand what father I'm talking about, I say her brother, quote-unquote, because that's what he acts like. Um, but she knows that he's supposed to be her dad, but his actions aren't dad-like because he, she has been involved in seeing what a father is supposed to do and how a father acts from Ari's dad being around her since she was three months. So she knows the difference. So she even calls him by his first name. She doesn't call him dad. She doesn't call him daddy or nothing like that. So that's kind of weird. But that's between him and her and him not stepping up as a father he needs to be to Anya. So I'm I'm never going to bad talk her father in front of her, even though there's so much to say, just because I want her to grow up and make her own decisions on who her father is to her. And I don't want me having any influence in that. I just want her to see that, hey, I went out my way to make sure, you know, he had all the opportunity to do what he needed to do. There was never a place where I moved where he didn't know where I lived. There was never um, any time where he could not contact me whatsoever. There was never any time where if he did want to do for something for Anya, he didn't know how to go about doing that. He just always chose not to do it. Um, what else can I say about him? I just, like, I, I have no more effort to give as far as, like, connecting him to Anya for a relationship because that's out of my hands. You can't make any male be a father. Um, and I just didn't want to be my mom in that sense because I've, I've seen my mom struggle when my father lived in a comfy house, had multiple businesses, and she never tried to put him on child support. She never asked him for help for me um, at all. And it was me and my younger brother, um, but that's not his his kid. But at the same time, I've seen my mom, you know, we lived in shelters. Uh, we lived in Section 8 in Maryland before. And my mom struggled for a long time before she um, hinted at him doing something for me financially. And... When it, I think I was like about 12, 13, when he took it upon himself to go get me um, a DNA test to make sure I was his after so long. And he knew I was his. He just wanted to be an asshole about it. And the test came back 99%, whatever. And then he asked me, he was like, so do you want to change your last name? And I was like, no. I said, my last name has been Marshall all this time. I'm not changing my last name. And so that got him offended. Um, but he allowed me to be a beneficiary off of his uh, Social Security. So some of his Social Security I was getting every month until I was 18 from him just to help my mom out a little bit. But I know he wasn't, in, he wasn't doing it because he wanted to help. 
he was doing it because he felt obligated because he didn't want my mother to put him on child support and get those back years of when he didn't pay child support. Um, and I don't ever want anyone to help me or look out for me because they feel obligated. You should never feel obligated to do something for your child. It should be like a want that you want to do something for your child. Like never look at your child as an obligation. You should want to do for your child. By no means is child support for getting my hair done, getting my nails done, eating out, um, paying my Netflix, uh, extra for shopping for myself. Um, I just feel like, you know, when you have a child or children and you, you, as a mother and father, you share the responsibilities of that child, my failure is going to be their failure. Her father's failures are going to be her failures because that's who's going to affect. So there is no my money, your money in that sense. It's more so, um, let's say, for instance, if Ari's dad needed $40 or $50 or $60 and I had it to give him and he didn't have it in order for him to make $200 for work, I'm going to loan that to him because the ending result is this man is going to have more money in his pocket in order to benefit for whatever responsibility he has at a certain time or date for any bill coming up. That way he won't be in a hole in turn making sure my child is not in a hole and not having anything she needs. So people need to stop uh, selfishly looking at uh, where the money is going and men and women exchange it when they share a child because you just need to make sure that that woman is in a position to completely provide for that child. And if you can help, you help. Vice versa. If you are in a position where you can help the father better uh, make your child comfortable when they have them, then you do that. It's not no, oh, you know, we not together, so you need to figure it out by yourself. Or, you know, we not together, you about to lose your house, or you just sleep in your car. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's selfish thinking, unless that person just does not want to do shit for themselves, and they think they can skate through life for the sake of y'all have a kid, and oh, let, just let me move in, and I know I don't want to work. No, sir. Like, I remember years ago... Um, Anya's dad suggested he move to Atlanta and live with us. Sir, no. You haven't showed any responsibility prior to me giving birth to um, Anya. And you have the nerve to suggest that you would want to move in with me? No, sir. I have a house. I have a yard. I have a car. You know what I'm saying? I pay my rent on time. I have extra bills, and I take care of a child that we share. Therefore, I don't need you to move in. You can do nothing for me. But as far as, like, you not being in a relationship with your child's father, that does not prevent them from having a great relationship with a child. That's a choice. Like, I don't look at um, any of my children's fathers as a meal ticket. You know, he's, they both have responsibilities if they want to be responsible about them with their own families. All I'm saying is the only thing that they can ever do that I would appreciate is be a great father for their kids. 
that's it like there's no want for me to be in a relationship with either of them there's no want for me to ruin their lives to where they can't be great men in life i just want there to be a respect factor as a as a the other parent all the time and vice versa like there's nothing i would do with anyone i'm with to disrespect them as their fathers you know uh our dad like if there was an emergency no matter who i'm with come to my house and pull up and let's go ahead and address you know what what's going on with Ari and whatever that is Ari's doctor i let him know where her doctor's office is who's her doctor who's going to have Ari if I'm not going to have her when I'm supposed to have her. I let him know that beforehand. Like, I don't do anything behind his back regarding Ari without asking him first and letting him know first. That's common courtesy. So, so by no means, I don't understand why men feel like, oh, she put me on child support. Let me just tell you, child support of what the state is going to tell you you have to pay unless you're in Florida or California, ain't shit. It's not shit. It's not gonna put a dent in what you need to do. Uh, Anya's father, his child support order, will not even pay for two weeks of Anya going to a daycare. But that's his order for the last three years. No, the last four years, and he has never paid it. So I've been thugging it out as her mom, as I should. Um, but at the same time, I would love for me to know that that amount of money was there just in case I needed it for something regarding Anya. Just in case, you know, I couldn't do something for whatever financial reason. I don't have to worry about my lights not being on and them not having any heat or any clean water because I'm getting the support from the other parent and I'm not out here feeling like I'm the only one that created this child. It's supposed to support the child. That's what it is. So don't be mad that court is telling you consistently, this is the day we're going to go ahead and take out this money for this child. This is the amount it is. All you can do as a father is prepare for it. And I'm not going to say that child support means that nothing extra is going to be asked of you because emergencies happen when you have kids. So just expect that. Things come up when you have kids. Just expect that. But the the ending result is if it's for the benefit of the child, why is it a bad thing? And that's the question. Why is it a bad thing if it's, at the end of the day, the benefit of the child? So child support, it's not a bad thing. It's a consistent thing. And a lot of men just don't like anybody telling them when, how, and how much they need to be doing in regards of anything, let alone a child. So yeah, I am for child support if needed. If needed. But some men, you don't need to put them on child support. They don't need to come to you and say, so how much exactly do you need for the child this week or or out of my paycheck? I don't need to tell you exactly. Just make a consistent amount and make sure I can depend on it and you can prepare for it. That's it. So that is this episode child support and who is it for if you have any questions please leave a voicemail or email me at whoishan.com i'm willing to listen and if you have any tips on 
making a man or a woman more understanding or comfortable when it comes to child support, please send me something. Or you can hit me up on Twitter at 2RC. I am willing to listen. You know, opinions are opinions. You don't have to agree. But that's just how I see it as a parent of two young kids. Child support is for the child. Nothing else. Pace! You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.